Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm so delighted to be joined by the wonderful Leila Mohammadi to talk all about her film, The Persian Version. And in, in starting off, I wanted to talk about the audition process and how that helped you to really find a lot of this character, because you're playing a woman who and a character who is very much based on personal experiences of the director of the film. Um, and it sounds like the audition process was really quite lengthy over the course of a year or two. In, and I was really fascinated in how that amount of time kind of like going back and forth and how having a lot of conversations about the character and Miriam's personal experiences in the film really helped you to start envisioning uh, the way that you wanted to portray this. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a lengthy audition process. I first got a, the tape request in 2019, sent it in, never heard anything. And then it wasn't until two years later, I got a DM from Miriam on Instagram and I hopped on and started reading and reading again and reading again. And over the span of a year, I would go on hikes with her and play basketball with her. So during that time, I really got a sense of who she is. And I would try to, you know, see little things that she does with her personality. And when I'd leave, I'd kind of jot things down. Um, but it was helpful. And I didn't realize how helpful it would be until I got to set. And I was like, wow, I feel like I know her really well. It's a nerve-wracking nerve, nerve thing um, playing somebody who's also directing you and is going to be there on set. And I just wanted to honor her. So but I think it was helpful being able to spend that much time with her. I love that you mentioned playing basketball with her because there is a scene in the film where we see your character, Layla, playing basketball on the court. Um, and it sounds like that was kind of a stressful thing to put in, be put into doing, especially because you have to think about how would this character play basketball? So what was the, the stress of that situation for you? <laughs> it's funny because I... I would go to the court and dribble, like prepping. I'd go and I'd be like, okay, I'll dribble and shoot the ball. And, but it's, it's a set, like they're going to, you know, have me stand here. We're going to shoot it, you know, a few free throws and whatever. But when I got to set, it was the team that I was playing against. They didn't speak English. We were filming in Istanbul. So a lot of it was, they didn't understand we were kind of filming a movie. So they would be like shoulder checking me. And we were playing like full court basketball for hours and hours and hours. So it was a challenge. And now I, I know if I'm going to play a sport, I should probably really learn to play before um, going. But Miriam's definitely, it was fun. I got to play with her a few times before. You only see it for like 16 seconds in the movie, but we definitely were playing for like 13 hours on set. And in, in the time that you were spending with her and mentioning how you'd be kind of like jotting down notes for yourself you know, the way that she would speak or kind of like certain mannerisms or what were the kind of notes that you found it really helpful to take at the time? Yeah. yeah, she told me she was an aggressive player. And so um, trying to make sure that I, when I was playing, I was trying to be as aggressive as possible, but it definitely, uh, it was a challenge with, I was playing against some great players on the court. So, but yeah, she was, um, she played when she was younger and then she also played on an adult team, Miriam, when she was, so she, it was a big part of her life. So you only see a little snippet of it, but it definitely was something that was important to her. And I, and I love how much in the way that you're playing this character in the film, it's so much about a mother-daughter relationship. And there's a lot of push and pull in moments where she kind of wants to pull herself away from thinking that she's similar to her mom. But then there's also traits that they share that are very similar to one another. They're both very, you know, headstrong and very specific with the ideas of what they want to do at certain moments in their life. Um, and so how much did you also look at the script and the details of, of the mother character uh, played wonderfully by Nusha Noor to really kind of figure out your character as well? That was definitely a big uh, 
part of my process early on, the script isn't told in a linear way. So when I got it, I make sure to like print out all the, the entire script. I put everything in chronological order to try to understand, okay, from when she was a little girl, how was their relationship? What were the little things that, you know, made her the way that she is and tried to build on that throughout. But I always felt there was always a sense of trying to seek validation with her mother. She was defiant in certain moments in her life, but there was always that wanting to be accepted. And there's so many nuances in their relationship. And it it is the center of the story is the mother and daughter. And it comes together in such a beautiful way at the end. Um, but that was definitely trying to find nuances throughout her journey, throughout her life and every different aspect in the right order was important to me. Did you ever think sometimes that some of the moments of defiance in her relationship with her mom were almost kind of a, a test of like, I'm going to try and put this thing out there because I want you to come back with with a compliment or I want you to approve of this, even though I know you're probably not going to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of moments I feel like she, you know, would try to butt heads with her and hope that, you know, maybe she's going to say she's proud of me. Like even when she was little, there was that scene where you know, she's like, oh, the Americans are on time and she's little and she's helping with the dinner party. And she goes and says, you know, looking for a thank you and she doesn't get one. And I think that's when it kind of, it, for my process, that's when it kind of started with being like, oh, like, why can't I just get a thank you? You did a good job. And so then it moves on and you see her like trying to say, oh, fajita's smoking and it leads to that again. And so I think it kind of toughens uh, my character's exterior and makes her, you know, want that validation, but she's always kind of unfortunately butting heads with um, her mom. And there's also a lot of moments where, you know, she's very open in a lot of ways, but she also struggles to be vulnerable with her family, especially in a lot of moments. And so there's a lot of herself that she often holds back. Um, and so how did you view the relationship that she has with vulnerability and kind of really wanting to open herself up more, but kind of constantly pulling herself back a little bit? I think she's always felt like the black sheep. Like she sees that her brothers are getting accepted. She sees that, you know, every single time the relationships with the other family members seem to go so easily. And when she tries to bring Elena into the Thanksgiving dinner, um, she's just constantly met with not being accepted. And, you know, you could see like some of her, the relationships with her brother, um, that was one thing. Every single brother, I wanted to make sure I had a specific relationship with them. You don't get to see them as much. They're all so wonderful. But um, me and the character who plays my twin brother, that was someone who I felt like I was closer to. So you could see like little nuances and moments of like trying to show vulnerability with certain siblings. But whenever it came to me being with my mom, it was just hard to get into her tough exterior. And and she's also the the youngest and the only girl in the family as well. And so what dynamic did that create in terms of the relationships with her brothers? Because it's kind of really fun to watch the way that that plays out as well. Yeah. Being the youngest with that many boys, I can't imagine growing up with a family with that many people, but definitely um, she just kind of, you know, felt like an outsider. She never felt like she was one of the guys. She wanted to be able to do her own things and she was a creative and made movies and was a writer and the boys chose the more traditional path, at least most of them. So she never felt that um, acceptance, but I'm sure it was fun growing up with that many people. She had like her older brothers to defend her. And, uh, you know, Jerry plays uh, my twin brother and he's a cheerleader and I'm a basketball player. So I think it's constantly like, you know, challenging those societal norms that is just a constant thing. 
And you also have the chance to play this character over the course of, of a few different years of her life. So we see some great scenes where she's still a student and she's there with her mom while her mom is working on real estate and asking her to help with paperwork and just kind of like what that dynamic looks like when you're a little bit younger and there's a little bit more of that kind of like pulling away in a, in a specific way. Um, and so how did that kind of like evolve the character for you and getting to really tap into her at so many different stages timeline wise? Yeah, it was honestly, it was a fun thing because, you know, in the 90s, she's a teenager, so she's more defiant and she doesn't want to help her mom with things. So and it was fun hair and makeup and costumes. So it really helped with um, getting into character during that time. But you once she gets into present day, my character does so many things in this movie. So it was a lot of fun to be able to like, I mean, I got to eat a lot. I got to play basketball. Um, and when she gets older, you see all these different things that she's going through and how every moment in her life has kind of led up to where she is now. And what was the difference in kind of the emotional trajectory of the character at the same time as well? Because you were talking about, obviously, as a teenager, there's much more defiance there yeah. and it kind of expresses itself differently as you get older. I think as she gets older, she doesn't, she has a hard time expressing the way that she feels. So you see her kind of internalize and with, you know, I break the fourth wall in the movie. So a big part of that process was, you know, she's writing the story. So throughout the time periods, I think she's having this self-reflection as well as informing the audience of where am I at emotionally and why am I the way that I am now? So once she gets older, I think trying to figure out, is it my mother who made me have these relationships and make things not work out the way it is? Or is it the decisions that I've made throughout my life that she's kind of struggling with? And it sounds like a lot of very specific thought went into what is that going to look like in terms of when we break the fourth wall and what's the meaning behind it. Um, and I feel like especially the first time you do it in the movie, there's so much that carries with that and making sure that the audience stay with you as you kind of break the scene into a different place. So how did you set about finding how that was going to work in terms of what it would look like for your character and even just the totally different aspect of performance wise when you're suddenly looking directly at the camera instead? Yeah, it was something I was nervous about, to be honest, because you see so many amazing people uh, like you watch Fleabag and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to try to do anything like she did because no one can ever touch that. Um, so I wanted to make sure it's something me and Miriam talked about a lot, too, in um, what is the reason why I'm breaking the fourth wall. And I wanted to have the right thought process. So I'm not just, you know, talking to the audience. So in my mind, it was. I'm trying to reflect. I'm trying to write my mom's story. I'm going to inform the audience, but I'm also trying to figure it out along the way. And the technical aspect was really interesting because it's something I've never done before. So, you know, each take, it's like, could be the slightest little thing and you have to look right in the right place. But it was a fun, um, it was a fun thing to do. I, I enjoyed it. And, and in telling your story to the audience as well, you also get the opportunity to really utilize voiceover narration as well. Um, and I was interested in whether you got the chance to record that before or afterwards and how you kind of made sure that it aligned with your performance in the film and the way that we're getting to know the character on screen at the same time that we're hearing her tell her own narrative. Yeah, well, when we were on set, I had recorded some of the voiceover. A lot of it was added after the film was already done. So when we wrapped, I think it wasn't until like a few days before the uh, movie was sent, you know, getting ready to play at Sundance, I was still doing voiceovers. So Marion would text me, she would ask me, hey, can you record this? So I'd be on, an, I was on another project, like hiding under my coat and sending lines. So I didn't know where it was going to go until I watched the movie for the first time. Um, 
So some of it was, I'd get to, sometimes she would send me little clips, but I didn't get to see the film all the way through until I was at Sundance. So a lot of it was her just saying, okay, this is going to kind of go here. Maybe we're going to place it here. And just having me do a lot of different things so they can tell the story in that way. I love that. And and yeah. also I want to talk a little bit about the rehearsal period, because it sounds like it was less about having a whole chunk of time before going into production and that it was actually kind of like a little bit of an ongoing process where during days off, it, there'd be continued conversations about upcoming scenes and moments. Um, and so how did that really help you in preparing for kind of just like the week ahead and not having to focus so specifically on the whole big picture all the time? Yeah, it was great. Honestly, even when we were on set on the days that we had off, we would spend our off days rehearsing the scene that we're going to be working on the previous week. So like the scene we have, the lunch scene, that was something we would, we were on Nusha's balcony and Miriam was there and we were kind of spitballing ideas and Miriam was throwing out things and having us just kind of, she would change it. She would change things to people's personalities and trying to add new things. And it was honestly amazing because we got to kind of grow with the characters along the way and get to have a little bit of input and, um, everyone kind of became a family. So it was easier to work with everybody because you got to know everyone so well. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was also interested in if you used music as kind of a preparation tool at any point, because there's so many moments in the film that really speak to the importance and the influence of, of different music that it had on her. Yeah, I definitely had a playlist where I would listen to different genres, different time periods in the 90s. I had a lot of like, you know, early 90s pop star music that I would listen to. Um, and then in some of the more emotional scenes, I'd have my sad playlist playing and just try to get into that character uh, feeling. But um, I feel like everything, even when I'm auditioning, I think music plays such a huge part in building a character in my eyes. And one of the things I love as well in the film is like, even if there's an interaction with a character that feels very fleeting at the beginning, it's like, there's so much texture and layer to what that is. And one scene I loved is when she runs into her ex for the first time in forever and kind of tries to hide under a gorilla mask at first to, to avoid detection, but it doesn't work um, because you get so much of a sense of the history between the two of them. And in, in even just that moment and the way that she's responding, kind of being told like, you've been trying to call me so many times. And so, you know, kind of a a little bit about the end of, of how things went as well. Um, and so what was that like in making sure that you captured all of that in such a short scene? Yeah, I mean, there was a few scenes that got cut from the film, Elena, who plays, um, the Mia, who plays Elena, she's such a phenomenal actress. And we, the scene that we shot in the supermarket was actually a completely different scene than the one that you see. There's a lot of voiceover, um, but you get a sense of, you know, she had this defiance in her relationship and she, wanted to make it work, but she put her career first. And so you can kind of see the way that she is and the headspace that she's in moving forward of having the one night stand and seeing that, okay, maybe these consequences later on are going to have an effect. And in the film, when she finds out that she's pregnant, did you and Miriam talk about kind of like the different possible ways that you wanted to play her responding to that information? Because she's been Googling things on the internet and thinks like, I probably have cancer, I'm dying. And it never occurs to her that she might be pregnant. Yeah, we definitely shot a few different reactions. Um, the me breaking the fourth wall that was added when we were filming, she she had a lot of different things. So we tried a lot. I like what ended up in the movie, but that was one thing that was fun about Miriam is we would shoot things in a few different ways. So I was surprised. I didn't know what we were going to see until the movie came out. 
I also love the the kind of like montage that follows after that. You mentioned that you eat a lot in the movie and it's really this whole montage of her just rapidly binge eating, but it's very much about just trying to eat her emotions. Um, yeah. So how did you, how did you want to kind of like capture everything that she's going through and just like walking through the streets, trying to process everything? Yeah. I think during, during that time, she's so confused and doesn't know what's going on. So there was, we did that so many different ways. I think there was some that I'm crying and I'm angry and I'm happy. And I got to eat so many great things that day. So it was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, I think that was something that it kept getting added. More food kept getting added when we were filming. We we're like, Oh, might as well do this. And at one moment, one of the PAs got a piece of pizza and it was like scolding hot. And I, ate it, burnt through my mouth. And then we kept doing it and doing it, but it was, that was a funny day on set. So. And, and following all of that, you know, she's of course then forced to kind of confront the the guy that she had the one night stand with Max, who is currently starring in Hedwig in the theater production of that. Um, and it's really interesting to kind of like watch the way that that evolves between the two of them. Cause at first it's like, she hasn't even returned any of his calls. She didn't never wanted to see him again. And now she's kind of like, forced to potentially raise a child together. Um, and so how did you want her to start off like with a lot of walls around herself in that moment and really kind of pushing him away, but gradually she does start to let him in? Yeah, that was something I, Miriam, I leaned on her a lot and asking questions of, okay, where were you at in this time in your life? What is it that, you know, cause when I first sent in the tape, I had played it a little bit differently. And she's like, you know, you want to be more defiant. She wanted her more, her walls are up. Why is he so eager to help? So that was something that I was looking to Miriam for guidance of how would you, how did you play this in real life and asking her these types of questions. And that was so great about this whole project, honestly, as I had the person I was playing right there and she would tell me, this is what happened. This is how she was very, very vocal and great about giving direction of how she wanted it to be portrayed. And even just your description of, you know, moments where she puts walls up, you know, we see it happen throughout the film, but it's, it's always kind of in response to something. And I think it goes back to what you were talking about with like the difficulty with vulnerability. So did you talk with Mariam at all about, you know, what, what do you feel like the specific triggers are going to be for this portrayal of her in the film? Yeah, I think it's a lot of her trying to open up, getting shut down, and then going and being defiant. And during the process of when I was auditioning for the part, I got to have a lot of these conversations with her and ask her, you know, where are you, where were you at this point in your life? And going through the script, trying to place things in certain ways, to try to understand, okay, this is the reason I'm doing this. But sometimes it's like she doesn't even know what she's going to say and she just kind of says it or she doesn't realize and she gets gets angry so that was something that was fun to play with and because like you said there are those moments where she kind of tries to open up and then then shuts down a little bit it feels like the the silence in between the dialogue and the script was probably just as important as what she was saying um and so how did the the moments when you were reading the script and kind of combing through it where you would see those pauses or those moments where she wasn't being very vocal help you just as much yeah, honestly, I think there's so much that could be said in between in those moments. And it wasn't until, you know, doing the voiceovers later on that sometimes things would get placed in. But when we were filming, I think the times that I did get to have the quiet reflections and understanding of why am I doing this? A lot with um, Nusha, we had the scene, the Thanksgiving scene. And even if it's just a little moment, it's trying to reach out to her and then getting rejected and not understanding and sitting there and just wondering why. and how can we mend this or is there a way to mend this or is it always just going to be this way that you don't 
you know, realize till later on that it can be. And I've heard you say that you kind of like really looked up to Nusha a lot in working with her as a scene partner and that that was someone who you were really able to learn a lot from along the way. So what were some of the things that you were kind of like taking away or pocketing at the back of your mind, even while you were sharing scenes together? Yeah, well, this was my first film, so I was really nervous going into it. I just, you know, wanted to be able to be the best scene partner I could. And she was so phenomenal and so gracious with, you know, her being present in every scene to where I just felt like I had to show up and listen and respond when I was there. So that was great. She's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's so great in the film. And, and especially that Thanksgiving scene that you were talking about, it feels like everything that that's kind of been festering between them for years and their relationship really comes to a head in that moment. So what were a lot of the intricacies in filming a moment like that with the two of you? Well, that was actually our first scene that we shot together and we hadn't spent much time together before we shot that scene. So there was like this distance kind of, we hadn't talked that much. So we both kind of used it and um, we didn't talk about it really going in at all. I think she did her homework. I did my homework going in and we just, you know, a certain look can make you feel so many different ways. And she would give me a look and it'd make me feel a certain way. And uh, I think we just had a good way of playing and with Miriam's direction, I think it just, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. So, Yeah. It's a really, really great scene. And, you know, obviously throughout the film as well, the the trajectory between the two of them, it's it's her really starting to understand her mom a lot more. She learns more about her past and starts to see her really as a fully fleshed person rather than just as her mom and the person who says no or doesn't give her the approval that she wants. Um, so how did you kind of set about charting? What does that journey look like? Because it's not something that happens overnight. There's, you know, a huge, there's a, a lot of closeness towards the end of the film. Um in that final scene together, but obviously it's not fixing everything. It's just kind of like the beginning of a new space in their relationship. Yeah. Um, I think in that moment, cause she comes back and I think during that time, in my mind, it was trying to find the right time to bring it up and how much time have they spent together since this moment. And since you see them last. So when we were at Vahid's wedding and we were sitting there I remember just like that was such an important important moment for me and asking that one question and then being met with defiance yet again at that moment and just trying to open up and say, hey, I see you. I understand things a little bit better now. Um, and that's when she leaves and she goes and even walking in to the hospital alone, I think, says a lot because still my character feels like the black sheep and doesn't feel accepted and doesn't feel like one of the family members like everybody else and it's not until that last moment to where she's like okay she says I'm sorry and I think to her it means there's a way to move forward and it's just the beginning of this journey and let's see where it can go absolutely because because even with the family dynamic when she's at her brother's wedding it's like she's kind of always physically a little bit much more on the outskirts of the scene and you know everybody's dancing together and kind of like has almost like a choreographed routine with each other that they kind of understand and she steals herself away from that because it's just not the connection that she's really feeling like she's a part of and so there's a lot of those ensemble moments where it feels like you're kind of very much stealing away to the edge of the frame a little bit in character um and so I was just interested in kind of like the intention behind behind making sure that that was the case because it reflects how she feels in her family so much. Yeah. I remember that day, that scene in particular, you know, that's that one moment of joy. You see them all kind of dancing together for a minute. You see her smiling, you see her mom standing next to her and I know about what happened. So that moment, once I see her dancing with Vahid, I, in my mind, in that process, I'm like, okay, she's able to accept 
one thing, why am I always the black sheep or should I be or should I say something? I think there was so many things that I believe she was thinking in those moments and pushing herself out and not wanting to, not knowing if she should say anything. And it's not until she comes over and she decides to say something to where that conversation continues. And in in kind of like spoiler territory and talking about that scene between the two of them at the end of the movie, because it's such a beautiful moment between the two of them, you know, she has her own kind of way of quietly saying, I know everything about your past, you know, and I know why it's been so difficult for you to communicate and why you've had to be silent a lot of the time to protect yourself. Um, And there's the moment where her mom says the words, I love you. And her response is, don't be so American. And I love the way that it's such a specific expression of emotion between the two of them, again, with just like a lot unsaid. And so I was just interested in in kind of like capturing the the essence of that and them almost finding their own secret language with each other. Yeah, that was such a a fun scene because Nusha was so incredible in that scene. And um, I think that was the whole thing. There's a lot unsaid in that moment. And I think sometimes things don't need to be said. And I think that's what Miriam wrote so beautifully is that last moment of just saying, don't be so American can mean so many different things. And in my mind, it was, I love you and thank you. And I, I accept your apology. And there was so many little things that that moment meant um, because that's, all she ever wanted to hear. And you were mentioning earlier that this is your first feature film and it's not even just that, it's also you're leading a whole feature film as well. Um, And so looking at kind of like your previous experience and and working in television and episodic, um, what were some of the learning curves that you experienced in both of those facets and doing that for the first time? Yeah, very different from TV on, I, you know, did guest stars and got to be recurring on a few things, but you show up, you do your job and, you know, that's kind of, you don't have to, you don't really get the, you don't get the whole arc. You don't get the beginning to the end of certain things. So with this, I, I got the script early on and I got to really figure out the character. Definitely there was learning curves, um, long days on set, uh, figuring out how to be number one and not I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out as I went along. And I had such an amazing cast who everyone was just as present and important. And there was no egos on set. And it was such an incredible experience. I couldn't have asked for a better first leading role, honestly. And I mean, in terms of it being your first leading role in a feature, you've done such a phenomenal job in it. It's such a great performance. And so thank you so much for, for talking about all the work that went into it. I really appreciate it, Leila. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.